wow, it's four o'clock. We've got a, a lot of joy to pack into a very short period of time. <clears throat> so I've mentioned already, but I think uh, sukha or joy, I mean, again, it's a very uh, familiar experience. We maybe don't experience it as much as we want to, um, but it's something everyone, everyone here has experienced. Um, seems to me that it tends to arise just because thing, things are good right now. There's nothing to worry about and we're appreciative of what's going on. There's a sense of uh, being safe and everything being okay. Uh, it's not conditional upon anything. It's not like that uh, Pamoja that I was talking about earlier. Pamoja is this kind of uh, delight sometimes translated as, I would sometimes translate it almost as relief because it's the pleasurable sense of something having been let go of. Um, and sukha is much more uh, stable than that. Uh, it's quite stable. It's a stable experience. It seems to be connected with lots of different uh, you know, brain chemicals. I've got some notes here. Endorphins, endocannabinoids, uh, oxytocin, that's my favorite hormone, I think. That's the, the bonding hormone. Uh, which is uh, released when uh, we practice loving kindness meditation and compassion meditation. It's been it's been found. It's also the chemical that is released when we're in love or when we're gazing at a baby or if you're a woman if you're breastfeeding or something like that. It's the sort of you know, the bonding uh, chemical. So all of those seem to be uh, released when we're experiencing joy. It is uh, it is. Kind of partly mental but it's also partly embodied as well there's this big uh, nerve the vagus Actually, there's two of them but it's always referred to in the singular so the, the vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve being cranial nerve means it's coming directly from the brain so it's not going down through the, uh, the spinal cord and then you know out into the body uh, it's coming directly from the brain very ancient and it goes right down past your heart and into everywhere really every major organ in your body is uh, uh, innervated by the, by the vagus. And it sends signals in both directions as well, sending signals up into the brain, and it's also sending signals down into the body. And uh, uh, when we talk about you know, being in touch with our heart, or you know, our heart being moved, or heartbreak, or anything like that, it's the vague sensations uh, caused by the vagus nerve that, that we're talking about. So uh, again, you know, interoception is something that helps us. This interoceptive practice is taking our attention to the body over and over again, and especially taking our attention to the heart. Uh, seems to seems to help with uh, joy arising, and also with a whole bunch of connected emotions: uh, love, compassion, etc., empathy. There was a. Uh, an interesting paper just a, a year or two ago uh, suggesting that if you're more aware of your heart than uh, your actual physical beating heart, then you're more likely to be empathetic. Uh, and it seems to be to do with, you know, if you, it's a quick kind of uh, test almost. You know, if you, if you ask people to be aware of their heart beating, some people can do that quite easily. And they're more likely to be empathetic because they've 
that is an indicator that they can tell tell what's going on inside the body and they can tell when their vagus nerve is resonating with uh, say suffering or joy that they've seen in another person uh, if you can't detect your own heart you know there's less interoceptive ability it's not that it doesn't happen but you're less aware of what's going on inside of you so when you see someone who's suffering you don't you're not aware of the feeling response uh, so much so people are more empathetic when they've got more uh, body awareness. I think joy is a very kind of confident state as well. It's a sort of fearless state. As I said, it comes about when you feel safe. Uh, if we're constantly feeling threatened all the time, uh, then it's less likely to, to happen. Which brings me to uh, Amy Cuddy, one of the most famous uh, TED Talks. A lot of you have, have seen this. Uh, Amy Cuddy is a, a researcher at uh, Harvard University and she has looked into the connection between um, uh, the body, the posture of, of the body and uh, our physiology and, and feelings as well, physiology and emotions. And uh, one of the things that she suggested is, is, is that uh, being in uh, an expansive, open body state, taking up a lot of space, actually changes how we feel. It changes our physiology and it changes how we feel. Um, so we feel more confident when the body is open and, and expansive. So uh, she, there's a really interesting part of the talk where she's saying uh, that runners who have been blind from birth, who cross the finishing line, go like this. They've obviously never seen anybody doing this, you know? It's just an instinctual thing when we're feeling fantastic, you know, the body opens up and it happens the, in the reverse way as well. If we open up the body, if we take up more space, we feel better, we feel happier. Confidence and happiness go with each other very well. And uh, on the other hand, if we make our bodies very small, if we hunch ourselves up, you know, curled up, curled up in the fetal position or just, you know, defending ourselves like, like this, being a bit more hunched, uh, that makes us feel uh, less empowered, more di more disempowered. And um, you can measure the you can measure this happening. You can measure uh, the changes in uh, testosterone, which is uh, you know obviously people think of it as being a male hormone, but it's uh, in male, males and females, and it's connected with uh, feelings of confidence. Uh, three minutes of standing or sitting in one of these like power poses actually changes, it increases the level of, uh, of testosterone in your body. And uh, one of these power poses will also decrease uh, cortisol, which is a, a stress hormone. And that the opposite happens when you're in one of these submissive postures, your testosterone drops, your stress hormones increase. So let's stand up and do a little bit of power posing. So, one of the classic postures that Amy Cuddy points to is the sort of Superman or Wonder Woman posture. So, standing, hips, uh, sorry, feet maybe just a little bit more than hip width apart, your chest up. Looking straight forward with confidence, your hands 
on your hips, your elbows projecting outward. Imagine your cape billowing in the wind behind you. Your Dharma superpowers. <laughs> so we're just going to stand like this for two or three minutes. Feel your hormone levels changing? Some nods, actually. Good. I notice this works in meditation as well, not meditating with your hands on your hips. But when I'm meditating, I have my elbows just a little away from my body, taking up just a little bit more space. And it makes a difference, it makes a big difference. And in fact, ah, look at this. Buddhist statues very often have the elbows not against the side, as you often see people when they're meditating, very collapsed posture, but often away from, from the body, just taking up more space. Confident Buddhas and Bodhisattvas and their superpowers. So be a little relaxed as well, so you're not holding yourself too rigidly. Okay, I'm so happy I can't stand it anymore, so let's <laughs> <laughs> like sit down. <laughs> So who felt different as they were doing that? Yeah. A few hands going up. Did anyone not feel any difference from, from doing it? A few, some not sure. Yeah. Well, it seems like most people actually experienced uh, a change. Uh, there's actually been a lot, not just Amy Cuddy, but there's been a lot of study done into uh, posture and its effect on how we feel. Um, people sitting slumped uh, find it more difficult to remember uh, positive experiences from the past and they find it more easy to remember depressing experiences from the past. Um, people who are asked to sit upright uh, perform tasks with more confidence. For example, if they're asked to, uh, to speak publicly, they'll, uh, they'll say more than, uh, or, uh, than someone. <laughs> I don't know, it could go both ways, couldn't it? <laughs>